Should we go left or right? Or oh, wait work? a minute. We're starting. And there's the Paramount logo. I remember when we thought that up. <laughs> That's Jerry that was Okay. Uh, we'll ID ourselves. I'm Jerry Zucker. Jim Abrams. David Zucker. John Davison. And this is Paramount Pictures presenting... Uh, it's in color. Uh, <laughs> you probably wanted us to say something. <laughs> See, we have nothing to say. Well, this um, shot was done, uh, was done by Praxis Filmworks, uh, Robbie Blalack. And uh, it's uh, all cotton wool and a little uh, airplane tail on, uh, on a track. Yeah, but was this, uh, was this in the script or was this yes. added... This was sure? done on a big plywood table with covered script. with this. I, it's, uh, I remember when we uh, started to talk to Elmer Bernstein about the score. We're uh, trying to tell him that we wanted a B-movie score. <laughs> we did not actually want like a really good score, but he got it. He was rose to the occasion. Well, that's the old LAX before they did the second uh, deck. So, anyways, do you think we should like uh, talk about how uh, how the movie actually got started? Good. Okay, so um, this was probably nineteen. The first draft we probably wrote in nineteen seventy four. Yeah. While we were doing our Kentucky Fried Theater on Pico, and the way we used to get material for the for the theater is we would leave a video recorder on all night long to try to get the commercials so we could do spoofs because that's when they do the stupidest commercials and the cheapest commercials and so one morning we're looking at this uh, what we got the night before and there weren't very many good commercials to work with but there was this uh, airplane movie the disaster film which was zero hour from 1957 starring dana andrews linda darnell and sterling hayden, sterling hayden. Written by Arthur Haley. Right. Yeah, who did all the airport movies. So we started to get into We said, well, we could do a parody of this and see what happens. So we started to write a movie called, and we called it The Late, the Late Show. Show. Because the idea was still to put all our commercial gags and just tie it together with oh, some right. movie in between. So, so the idea of the, of the movie was going to be, basically, you're going to watch all these commercial spoofs, but then we'd go to the actual movie for, you know, a couple of minutes and then back to commercials. And the first guy we brought that script to was Lloyd Schwartz, who's... Uh, Whose wife her, we're looking at yeah. the back of right now. <laughs> yeah, that's Barbara Mallory. And he liked it, but he said the, the, uh, this airplane uh, story seems to be funnier and more interesting than, than your commercial spoofs. Cut out the commercials and just uh, do the story. So that's what we did. Huh? So we thought that seemed like a good idea. Yeah. And then wrote the first draft, which was had about twenty of of the good jokes from the final version and a lot of talking, a lot of shoe leather. There's your credit, John. <laughs> the uh, voices you hear. Uh, that's Howard, <laughs> Howard Jarvis. That's Howard Jarvis. Yeah. They were the actual people who did the uh, no parking at LAX. That's right, the red zone. Yep. We got the actual oh, couple. Yes. Yeah. And that's how they make their living is by doing these. No, these they make the machinery. Recording. They make the machinery, so yeah. they did the voice. Yeah. yeah. They just did. Wait a minute. Here comes my wife. Oh. <laughs> oh we'll stop for a minute. Nancy. Now. There, there she is. is. Nancy. I met uh, her. She was an extra. 
and we met that day. <laughs> <laughs> and there she was. I said, and I said, she was, stop the camera. How about that chick oh, in the white? Jerry Zucker and right there. There's us. There's me and there's David. And there's David. David. This is why it's good to have three directors, because see, well, two are acting, one can be directing. Yeah, and this is the model that Howard was so angry about. Oh, that cost $40,000. Yeah. It's not a model. It's a full size. It's a full size. Yeah. Three-quarter size. Three-quarter size. And they covered it in plaster. And it, it <laughs> weighed a ton. Oh, wait a second. You're see like some guy pulling tons. cable, oh, yeah. I think, Here's right now on the, the left. No, no. It's yeah, right there. Oh, there, 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 there. Yeah. Just on the left, the guy, a guy, yeah. a technician pulling cable. <laughs> That's always good. The picture was so cheap that we, yeah. <laughs> we this was also couldn't we left it anything. Half of these people are just people going to their flights. The people right behind <laughs> are extras, extras. But this was low just, budget. We were, they couldn't shut this down. This is the main thoroughfare. So I remember shooting in the airport was was, was not easy. It was it was like shooting in an airport. I mean, and that's why was, we didn't we either couldn't control the costumes of the extras or. She just misinterpreted our instructions, but you can see all the big collars. Once we got on the plane, everybody was supposed to have really 50s-era clothes, which really helps to make the movie timeless because we don't have any of those stupid 70s uh, fashions. Which brings to mind a, another story, which is that we always had envisioned this movie uh, as, a, as a kind of a 50s style, and we had always thought of it as a, on a prop plane. Uh, because that's what zero R was, and we loved the sound of those engines and the drum of the of the of the prop plane. And we came, when we came to Paramount uh, with the movie, Eisner loved the script, but he said uh, you got to do it on a on a jet plane. And and it's hard to imagine, but the three of us actually struggled with this. We were almost gonna, <laughs> and we had no other offers to make the movie. I mean, a, you know, a bunch of other places had turned us down, but we had such integrity that we were just gonna say no because we had always envisioned it on a prop plane and and finally we succumbed and said okay we're gonna sell out because we really want to make the movie and maybe it wouldn't be so bad and in fact Eisner was totally right and uh, it was it, would, it wouldn't have been as as good because you you wouldn't have identified with the present day aspect of it just just the old movie aspect well, you can see the string there. <laughs> yeah, I just said you may well go on to make this movie on a prop plane, and you may be right, but it won't be at the studio. Wow. And so we thought about it and came back. And then there were other studios that had worse ideas. Remember American International when they were going to make it? And yeah. They said, uh, well, you know, we'll let you make the picture, but uh, it's got to be with Dom DeLuise. Yeah, you know? and Harvey Corman. I'll control casting. I'll control... Oh, that's right. He yeah. died, that yeah. guy. Jerry Henshaw. Jerry Henshaw. Yeah. And, and then uh, United Artists Theatre Circuit, who we took it back to after we had done Kentucky Fried Movie there, uh, said that they wanted to do it as as a 20 minute centerpiece as as part of a, a Kentucky Fried Sketch movie show. too, so that that would be the like fistful of yen was in Kentucky Fried movie. Airplane would be this 20 minute centerpiece, and and we said no to that too. And then we pitched it to the guy at Warner Brothers, loved the idea, and we handed him the script, and he didn't like the script. Yeah. And then AFCO Embassy, remember, AFCO, was going to yeah. do it for a while, and they couldn't come up with the money? Well, what it was happened a million with dollars. A million one we wanted. What happened yeah. with AFCO is, is we kind of sequestered ourselves away. Do you remember that? For, for a while, because we had to make the decision, are we, should we go to AFCO or Paramount, Paramount, AFCO? No, no, so it was, we, was it Paramount? No, it was, it was a AIP. Because our lawyers and, wanted us to go with AIP. AFCO, I think. Oh. Yeah. Because one of the guys that loved it. Bob Ramey a... really wanted the picture. Yeah. Bob Ramey loved right. this movie and was head of the studio at that time. And, but we were for AFCO, right? Yeah. 
But then we actually decided, we said, we took, after we debated and debated and debated, we said, okay, we'll go to AFCO. But we called up Paramount to say, I'm sorry, we're, we're going to make the movie at AFCO. And we talked to Jeffrey Katzenberg. <laughs> it, it, and, and the Express intent of, of the conversation was to say, sorry, we're going to go somewhere yeah. else. And the conversation was three minutes long, and at the end of it, we were making the movie at Paramount. <laughs> Jeffrey was very persuasive. He, he's, he's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, we took like a week. Come on. This is this Jimmy Walker. Just of factors. Jimmy Walker, yeah. Is the, there was it at, a move afoot at, uh, at the studio during that time. They said, fine, you can have Lloyd Bridges and Robert Stack and Leslie Nielsen and Peter Graves, but they wanted to fill it with cameos, with cameos, comedy cameos, which we didn't really want to do. And and basically, we would be calling at agents and have the people who who you know Howard Koch and others would just tell tell agents, "Oh, this is going to be a crappy film. You don't want your client in this." Yeah. <laughs> and because we didn't want any of these people, the the, the, the one we ended up with, who ended up to be great in the movie, really was was Jimmy. Walker, but that's that's who Jerry, think, Jerry was, kept calling this, him JJ. And he said, I'm Jimmy. <laughs> I am not, my name is not I JJ. Um, and and I think Paramount wanted uh, uh, Barry Manilow to be the guy to fly down the plane. Oh, be, yeah, well, there be, were a lot of suggestions at one time. Does yeah. he live next door to Michael Eisner? That's that uh, David's and no. my sister in the middle there, and that's and our, cousin, our cousin Mallory on the left. Um, and then, and Howard Koch gave some great advice when they said, Barry Manilow, Howard Koch said, don't worry about things that will go away. Yeah. yeah. Or Bruce Jenner came in to read a couple of times. Oh, yeah. And said, we screen so tested uh, David Letterman. Oh, yeah. That's, That's right. right. For this yeah. part. And, but then, and then later showed the screen test on the David Letterman show. <laughs> Have a nice trip. It's a pun. Oh, there's a pun. Yeah. Smoking. Beware of Here's, here's high production value right here. Well, this picture has no production value. <laughs> Just a fence. I want to point out where you can actually see the scotch tape holding the set together. There's several. There's a couple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now stock footage. Yeah. But then there was a whole fight to get to be able to uh, put three directors on the credits. Yes. Oh, gosh. When they insist that Directors Guild... Yeah was prohibiting us from one man yeah, one, one man film. one film the tour. left over from the Capra days and they actually voted us down and then we went back again a second time and we had new new evidence or something I can't remember we well, wait, before wait, wait, wait. But Jerry Jerry, Jerry, Jerry yeah. legally oh, yeah, right. Jerry legally <laughs> changed his name to Abraham's middle initial and last name Zuckers and joined the DGA and they issued a card you saw that? no and, and I just oh. it kills me that I don't have that anymore because oh. I actually had a card that said that said uh, uh, Abraham. Abraham's and Zuckers <laughs> and so and we were going to direct it under that name yeah. under the name of the and they, they found out Abraham's about it of course it was, the and card was just churned out by the bureaucrats, yeah, yeah. and when Elliot Silverman found out about it, it was. The, but I don't think there's anything they could have done because I I, I legally went and changed my name to right. that. They would have so, had to. Yeah. yeah. But in the end, it was uh, the guy who's they, they, the second vote was a tie, and Gil Cates was I think vice president and and would voted in case of a tie. And he voted in our favor. That's why and, each time in the WG, the the Directors Guild elections, I always vote for Gil Cates. Whatever, he, yes. whatever, <laughs> whatever Gil whatever Cates is running, running for, he gets he my was, vote. He was our hero, yeah. I think Arthur Hiller helped out, too. Yeah, he was sympathetic. 
and Warren Beatty signed our application. And I Howard think, made a real impassioned yeah. speech. Well, Howard, Howard was great. Howard was yeah. the biggest uh, supporter. I don't think we would have ever gotten through the studio system, the four of us, without Howard. Because yeah, we Howard. were so uppity. And every time the studio had an actor they wanted us to consider that we thought we were wrong, we were like ready to go into Eisner's office and threaten to quit. <laughs> and Howard would always say, just, you know, it'll work itself it'll out. They'll probably Don't go do away. anything. Yeah. They'll probably, you know, we'll do the screen test or we'll do the thing that probably, you know... The other great piece of advice from Howard Koch was buy a uh, tuxedo. Yeah. Because over the years, you're going to rent one so so frequently, so just buy one now. Here's one of our rules of comedy coming up, Jim. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, what is it? Knocking down the posts. Ground control. We're loaded and ready to taxi. Goodbye, Bill. Goodbye, darling. I love you, darling. So we thought this would be really funny just because we were doing a satire on a scene. It was uh, from the movie Since You Went Away. And she was chasing along the train. We thought that would be funny. We thought people would laugh just because it was they would connect this train thing. Oh, this is the line that nobody ever laughs at. I love but it. But I thought it was funny. Yeah. It's good. Why did, I, I thought that I always that made me laugh. No, it's, it's hard. Really it doesn't funny. work. But it didn't right, get, it didn't get a yeah. laugh until she started knocking down the posts. <laughs> That's right. So we always had a rule after that that you have to knock down the posts. So to speak. So to speak. But unfortunately, we never made another movie with the post in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just were waiting to apply that rule. Yeah. <laughs> it's Kareem with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar did this movie for a rug. He didn't want to do it initially, <laughs> which, which later he turned out to need. Huh? Yeah, and we thought actually it was the greatest line ever by an agent. They said he's got to have. He, he was thirty thousand dollars. He wants to because buy because he wants yeah. to buy this rug, and that's what it cost. And it was more than we had in the budget for it. But we said okay, and we thought it was just this, you know, agenting. But it, then we saw an article in the newspaper that he had actually bought this rug. This is a big moment when Steve Stucker, who plays the <laughs> airline controller, first saw that that miniature at, at a screening of the movie. He said, "Oh, it's just hanging there," <laughs> just, and followed by his. Cackle. <laughs> it's it just hanging pretty, there. It's, it's pretty cheap. This scene was taken right out of Zero Hour. Mm-hmm. Not. <laughs> yeah, we we actually we used to run old movies all the time and just take serious lines and scenes and moments, and there are tons of lines here that can be traced back to uh, all kinds of different B movies. A lot of flying movies that we saw. And, See the Scott Shape holding? Oh, oh. it's a good shot of the set being held together. <laughs> Let's move in. Let's Can we freeze frame here, I guess? Let's focus yeah. in on that Scotch yeah, Shape. It's really low budge. Yeah. The picture cost uh, $3.5 million mm-hmm. in 1980. Look at all yeah, the luggage, the open luggage racks. Yeah. That's right, the old days. And there are three seats on one side and two seats on the other. I don't think there are any airlines, airplanes that have three and two. We just made yeah. that up. There probably weren't then. Yeah. Well, I think we're pretty much out of yeah. stories. So you're done. Those were you, every you, story. You folks cramped. can go back to the yeah. regular soundtrack now and enjoy the movie. Because we front loaded all them stories. <laughs> Who's this woman? <laughs> what is she doing in our movie? Yeah. <laughs> she wound up being in a She can be seen in a lot of. Yeah. Boy, we're, we're scraping the barrel yeah. now. I remember when we first met. It was during the war. 
I was in the Air Force. Oh, I, I'll tell a story about another Kareem thing. Originally, the Kareem uh, part was written for Pete Rose. Oh, and we right. went to Pete Rose to, to try to get him to be in the movie, but we filmed during the summer, and he was playing baseball. And so our fallback position, I guess, was, was Kareem, and we kind of rewrote the part to make it specific to him. And, and who played the part in uh, Zero yeah. Hour? <laughs> Crazy Legs Hirsch. That's oh, right. right. It's, yeah. it's true. And, and the co-pilot was the guy who really couldn't act. Remember so, in, in uh, yeah. Zero Hour? <laughs> but so Pete Rose turned down the movie, but then uh, bet us all $1,000 that he would win. <laughs> and I still have that check. Yeah, it's still... Now, this is the only part of the movie that was filmed on the Paramount lot. Everything else was filmed at Culver Studios. Yeah, and somebody got hurt in this. Didn't that girl get hurt by the chair? <laughs> well. That's funny, when she flies down to that chair, for a moment she tries to pull her skirt down. Yeah. <laughs> I know. She wants to be ladylike. It's funny, because, yeah. She... Oh, yeah. Why? That was, you can see the big, pad big pads in, the in their back. Well, wait yeah. till the guy gets stabbed in the back now. Then. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the biggest. <laughs> yeah, the sign on his back that says, stick the knife yeah. here. Didn't we shoot this all in like two days two or days. something? Two days. It's yep. amazing. Mm -hmm. So the old days. On stage seven at Paramount. The whole picture shot right. for, I think, 34 days. Is that all? Yeah. Wow. 34 days. Good for I could never do it again. And we were tired after that. I gained 15 pounds. <laughs> and a wife. <laughs> I lost the 15 pounds. You look great, Jim. Thank you. Yeah. For those of you who can't really see Jim, he looks great. <laughs> Muscled, oil. Muscled, oiled, thin, tan. Yeah. Very much like the guy on the right here. Athletic. <laughs> well, Bill, Bill West from our theater in uh, Madison. Now, this guy who's dancing in... in <laughs> Julie, look at his back. I mean, do you think maybe he's going to get a knife? It's bulging a little bit. <laughs> What's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> we couldn't even, didn't even take it off for, a, you know, the, the shots before he got stabbed. Early homophobia. Yeah. I was afraid to approach her, but that night, fate was on my side. As a matter of fact, I think there's a hole where you got it the first take. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh that was good. <laughs> <laughs> no, look at that. <laughs> Conveniently had oh, a piece of balsa wood in his back bed. Like, <laughs> As fate would have it, the man who got stabbed was wearing balsa wood. In fact, I think he was made of balsa wood. Just He's one of those things. Automatronic <laughs> mannequin. That's what I'm That's not necessarily worth waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> Was that the you, one you, you guys came early? up with this. Yeah. David and Jerry came up with this. I remember getting to work that day when, when they started spinning around. Oh, was in that the, contraption? Yeah, it was the, the contraption. Improvise. Wait for your laugh. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, there was a screening process. They rehearsed this thing for many now weeks. That, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for an hour. <laughs> yeah. and the song is a little speeded up, too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it yeah. is. Yeah, 10%. You're right. We have to get permission. Now, you have to watch you know, here when Bob uh, gets flipped. Oh, no, that's guess it's that's coming the Texas up in a second. Switch. That's, yeah. You can see him waiting. You can see him waiting because it's a double that lands in the audience. Yeah. It'll happen in a second. 
This, this the is the contraption. The, that morning. Silly. Yeah, You're right. Now here's, and there, that's a double. Now there's Bob in the background. You're on the right. <laughs> and, and then there he comes out. <laughs> Seamless filmmaking. You know, <laughs> Not a How lot of did takes. they do that? Yeah. <laughs> One take, no waiting. This is the, the days before you could get rid of that with special effects. Yeah, we couldn't right. have afforded it anyway. Yeah, there was no painting out of wires then, or. Oh, this was also just on the day right. we said, we, Bob said, do you juggle? <laughs> we looked on his resume. Any special <laughs> skills? Horseback riding, juggling. So he couldn't get a horse in. So, so, here's the, so we, we threw, threw in these, balls. yeah. So he's giant. He actually, this was that's not actually something him. we sat yeah. down and thought of in yeah. working on the script. Yeah. Bob, at the same time we were filming Airplane, was filming a TV series. So he'd go back and forth. From the series. To oh, that's right. He set. was doing Angie. Angie, yeah. Good guy. Now, do you think there's enough time here before <laughs> we get back down? <laughs> the audience really likes to see this kind of slow camera movement. I think it's very, very artsy. That's very artsy. Yeah, yeah, nobody ever appreciated brilliant. that. I, I, oh, the directorial. I know. It's, uh, it's pretty good. This is what Katzenberg talked about, the hills and valleys, right? Yeah. <laughs> this would have been the valley then? Yeah, this would be the valley here. Always good to see two people hugging. <laughs> <laughs> For 25 minutes. There, before, uh, the, yeah. before the dummy comes in. Recap yes. a joke. I never wanted it to end. I guess I still don't. But enough about me. I hope this hasn't been boring for you. It's just that whenever I start to talk about Lane, I always... She insisted on doing this. Yeah. I remember, you know, we could have had a stunt double. Right. And she insisted on actually hanging from her neck. Was that guy a mannequin back there on the right? I think he's a mannequin. We couldn't afford extras. Yeah, that's a mannequin. Yeah, he doesn't even blink. We couldn't afford yeah, a mannequin could. that good. That's pretty good, though. Look at he's not He hasn't blinked yet. It's an extra. What do you want? That's got to be Norman. got to be him. Yeah, you know, Shaft is out again. It's been remade with Al White. No, <laughs> <laughs> but that was sort of oh, the, these guys was, came into audition for this bit, and they they made they, up that stuff. They made yeah, up all we this. We did not we, write it. The script. Well, in the script, we just wrote Mofo Shim. There was three white guys from Milwaukee <laughs> yeah. writing black jazz. We apologized to all these guys when they came into audition, but Al and Norm just sort of took it and made it. Uh, made it work. This is straight from Zero Hour. No, actually, it was from uh, Crash Landing. Oh, was it? Yeah, from another There's movie. An old... They had two two adults were doing the same dialogue. Right. Hey. Without the punchline. Yeah, without the punchline. You know, on the set they used to have a tape of Zero Hour, uh, which when they were going to shoot a scene, they would look at the same scene in Zero Hour, so they knew where to put the camera. <laughs> <laughs> We, we knew this was the only movie we could direct. You know, it was like, it's a great first movie. It's yeah. like a movie with training reels for yeah. directors. Yeah. Basically, you had people sitting in rows of seats, you know, fixed rows. So Facing forward. Wasn't a lot of movement. And it had already been shot before, so all I had to do is have the yeah. video. Thing, you know. Sort of an amazing thing about this scene is people saw this. And they said, wow, you guys did such a great send-up of From Here to Eternity. And none of us had ever seen, seen it. Yeah. That's just sort of a coincidence. You know, I sometimes you get credit for things you really We probably had attend. seen still pictures. <laughs> You'd seen but, the send-ups I mean, of From Here to Eternity. But this that wasn't the was intent cold. of this. Yeah, yeah. They were very that was cold. cold. Boy, I remember trying to get a wave. Yeah, and Julie took the brunt of it. <laughs> <laughs> Look 
can, you can see her face. She's really, oh, not yeah. there. But the one before, you can see the yeah. moment. She's just freezing. And he's up on a big stand for his shots. Yeah. Yeah. We had to get to the there. beach and shoot this and then get back to the studio <laughs> in order to shoot all the hospital scenes in the same day. That's oh, right. is that true? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Boy, yeah. this picture was badly scheduled. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in charge of that yeah. stuff? Yeah. Below their radar. When will you be back? I can't tell you that. It's classified. Oh, Ted, please be careful. She's very pretty. So much. And very nice. Yeah. Yeah, she, she was, was one of those people that we met and had read, you know, hundreds of people that all. And she came in and it was just she's one who laughed at right. Yeah. yeah, she was just she made us laugh. She made it work. She is that character. Very sweet. And you know, we um, the day I think it was one of the first days of auditions, and I met her on the elevator going up. She was wearing a, a big full length fur coat, and it was in New York. And it uh, turned out she had uh, once dated a friend of mine. How'd it work out? Evidently not very well, because oh. she was single by the time of this thing. This is Captain Over, Mr. Murdoch, and Mr. Basta. This is Joey Hammond. Well, hi, Joey. Peter Graves did this movie, I think, because his wife loved the script. <laughs> and she laughed at the, at the screen. And she was howling at the, at the premiere. With the, yeah, she was hysterical. Yeah. We met with Peter Graves. He said well, he couldn't understand why we wanted him to do it. I think it's the script is funny, but why me? Yeah. Why don't you get some comedians? Yeah, well, yeah, he said, why don't you get some funny people? And we said, well, we think you're funny. Yeah, you're funnier than those guys. <laughs> so here's, a, here's a, something you can cut. When, when we were writing this, because we were basically just doing Zero Hour, we transcribed Zero Hour, and, and I was the only one of the three of us who knew how to type. And so I, I would do the typing when we were writing. And so when we transcribed, uh, transcribing... Have you ever been in a cockpit before? And then I put in the line, you know, the, the kid says no, and then I put in the line, have you ever sucked a grown man's cock? <laughs> and David and Jerry said, no, you can't say that. After we, we laughed, and that was like funny to say in the room, but of course we can't use that, you can't say that in the movie. And that would have kind of been a deal breaker. <laughs> He put that in for just to amuse us, but then we thought, wait a minute, we can use this somehow. <laughs> You know, Jim, maybe you should describe to the audience what a typewriter is. This is 20 years ago. That's right. Now, there's a huge pause coming up at the end of this scene, you'll see, because this got a very big laugh in the theater. Um, I don't imagine people at home laugh that long. But uh, you'll see now, we're just on this kid forever. Let's go. There we go. Okay. There's a 70s collar that slipped through. <laughs> Boy, always irritates me to see that. You like movies about gladiators? <laughs> it's just hanging there. It's hanging. You can see the wires. <laughs> it's so cheesy. Oh, and also the, uh, the, the prop plane sound oh, yeah, instead of the jet noise. Yeah. That's what we did. We compromised with Eisner. We didn't tell him about the compromise, <laughs> but we put it on a jet. But we, the, when we went to do the sound, we made it the sound of a prop plane. We showed him, didn't we? <laughs> Try to get a job at Disney. In fact, the, we, the first time we showed the rough cut, we went to Eisner's house yeah. and showed it to him at, at his house. I guess that was the tradition at Paramount during those days. 
and it, from the we were oh, that was the tradition with movies under four million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> he used them to show to his kids. We can't actually afford a theater, <laughs> yeah. but, it, but you could hear his sons or his son or something laughing his from the kids the, in the booth. Yeah, and the, yeah. So that's what we knew. Yeah, at least. And I remember it. that we 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 said after the screening, said how much he liked it, and we said, you know, you should really see about working at Disney. <laughs> <laughs> This Paramount thing is going to last long. Yeah. But he was always our biggest supporter and really the only one who saw the potential of the script. Well, he and Jeffrey. The script, remember how I got the script? No. Remember, we sent it to United Artists, who passed oh, yeah. on it. But a lady oh. at United Artists, Susan Bearwald, uh, was having was, dinner. was a friend of yeah. uh, Eisner's and was having dinner with him and said, you know, we passed on this picture at UA <laughs> and uh, you ought to take a look at it. Yeah. <laughs> and so he immediately called Don Simpson <laughs> and said, have those guys in Katzenberg's office Monday. important right now. They've cleared you of any blame for what happened on that raid. Isn't that good news? John Soley did that painting. Did he? Wait, does that exist somewhere now? Six men didn't return. Is that up in your living room, John? No, I have no, no idea. Who knows, yeah? <laughs> it's amazing this exists still. <laughs> the off-camera spit take. Isn't that wonderful? I'm chuckling because I'm thinking of Marcy Goldman's coming up. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, Stryker, how about a break? I'm getting tired. Yeah, all right. Take five. Thanks. Not quite the big laugh we thought. <laughs> but it must have got a laugh if it was left we in the left movie. It in, yeah. yeah, if we left it in, it kind of went. The screening process of this picture was such that we would go to different universities right. and run the picture, and every time people didn't laugh at a joke, uh, we would take it out. So uh, the picture got consequently cut down to about 78 minutes uh, <laughs> before we added the credits back. But the uh, television version is... Oh, there's John's uh, about... voice. Listen. No, we don't have to listen. <laughs> That's John's, oh, yes. John put... I wanted to hear <laughs> Ethel ah, that oh, was actually yeah. not Ethel Merman. And we got, remember Ethel Merman's one request that she bring her own hairdresser with her? <laughs> and we were surprised. <laughs> this was the <laughs> <result>. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> she was so... And we were She's so delighted sweet. to yeah. have her. She was uh, such a delight. She was the sweetest lady. She was wonderful. Yeah. It was hell. There's more of those bad dissolves. <laughs> we paid a good 50 yeah. bucks for that dissolve. What, we what just, do you mean? We had to do, each one had to be done nine times. We should have just stamped dream on the... Yeah. This is a big commercial. In the, That's right. Nobody for those gets of you who are not yeah. still living in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. We could cut this down to 38 minutes. So the television... Vision version is about ten minutes longer than the theatrical so there's a version lot of, of good the picture. Stuff. Yeah, uh, they should add some of that stuff back in. I don't think we the... cut anything that was actually funny. Oh, this is Maureen McGovern. We we couldn't get Helen Reddy. Originally, we were going to have Helen Reddy do it and sing the satire on the Universal movies. But uh, she Universal, played the part in the yeah, in the Un airport movies. Universal threatened to sue. Yeah, remember we tried to get George Kennedy, and uh, he and didn't want to he uh, didn't rock the Universal boat either. Yeah. Universal was the enemy then. And they are once again. I thought maybe you'd like to hear a song. And Lorna had her own series. This for a while. song here was written by uh, Peter, Peter, Yarrow. Peter Yarrow of Peter, Paul, and Mary. We were on and, a show, Razzle Dazzle Rock and Roll. Yeah, and he, 
and, and, and he we had to pay for the rights and everything and and he took he, he sold the rights and then he saw the movie and he saw how how we had used this <laughs> wonderful song he kind of thought it was a sacrilege he, t- he, he was, was really mad at us mm-hmm. he, he's yeah. well not necessarily at us he was just angry that he had given up the rights you know that he had sold his song because he had written this for a friend's friend's oh, wedding oh, and it was a very touching personal personal emotional song for him and, and it ended uh, up ended up in this piece and, of crap you know? <laughs> <laughs> he used it in his sordid way yeah. yeah see i had always taken that personally uh-huh. well i was always, I'm, i always wondered what would happen if we ran into peter yarrow today i don't know I think he's probably gotten over it by now. <laughs> <laughs> what would he say? <laughs> you guys, it's like, ooh. <laughs> you're, the, you're those airplane guys. Jill Whelan? Yeah. Rich, she later appeared on Love Boat as, a, right. yeah. as one of the main characters. But then... I remember Jerry showing her how to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry did that a lot in the set, actually. <laughs> following around Robert Stack, <laughs> telling him how to do John Biner doing Robert Stack. <laughs> <laughs> Should we tell that story? Yeah. 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 We um, uh, had always listened to this, some record we had where John Biner was imitating Robert Stack. And he was, uh, he's the big chief, the top dog, the main man, the head guy. I can't remember what Biner's dialogue was, but something Stack about where Stack Elliot was yeah. dealing Elliot Ness and droning on. Yeah. yeah. And I don't imitate it well, but he was, it was that kind of cadence. And so we wrote those, the lines in the control tower. There's at some point probably should be telling this story when we get to it, but who cares? And and you can slip uh, it, yeah. the the uh, you'll remember it. The, the uh, we'll make it so much more exciting <laughs> for everybody when we actually get there. Um, anyway, so so uh, we wrote these lines uh, when Bridges says to him, "It's uh, it's his ship uh, now." No, he's got to we've he's got to do what we say or whatever. And and then Stack says, "No, no, it's his ship now, his, his command." Yeah. He and he goes in drones on, and so we were hysterical thinking about. Robert Stack actually doing John Byner's <laughs> imitation, and because uh, so we, we get wrote to that the, part for Robert Stack, we, that, we, that was Kramer. yeah, that was the the one part we really wrote for him, not knowing whether he'd do it or not, but but we we always had him in mind, and so when we got to the first rehearsal, um, and we're reading, and and or maybe it was no on the set, I think it was you know we day. and 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 we get to that that part in the rehearsal on the set. And, and and Stack uh, reads it. It's his ship now. His command. He's in charge. And he, you know, it was a whole different he case. Wasn't I'm doing not Robert imitating Stack, it well. Yeah. I'm not doing him justice. My apologies, Bob. But you know, it, it was. It it just wasn't that imitation. So I was first of all trying to explain to do it faster. I was trying to every way I could. And finally, I just had to do a reading of my imitation of Biner doing Stack. Because Jerry and I had been doing this in college for years, just doing John Biner. <laughs> He was so, a really nice guy to Bob Stack. He was. He was, you know, he was great. He I remember on the first day, I had to go up to him and ask him if he, he would he dye his hair. He still is a nice guy. He you still is. I just worked with him. Yeah. And he said, you know, kid, don't worry about it. You bought the body. You know? <laughs> yeah, he's so he has such a great sense of humor about himself and everything he's ever done. 
He's right. If I remember the first, uh, he was the he one really, who got he the really joke. Understood the, he really understood it too, because one of the first rehearsals we were, were first read throughs, um, <laughs> Lloyd Bridges had a lot of questions. Lloyd was a great guy too, but had a lot of questions about about this script. And he, he said, "Now, why would my character say this? And why would my?" And he was and, actually and, trying and to make sense out of his dialogue. To, yeah. and, and, and Stack just just laughs, and he said, "He said, Lloyd, there's a wa watermelon, you know, hitting the desk behind us, and a spear flying." into the wall. He said, just talk. Nobody's paying attention to us. Yeah, that was stacked. I also remember him telling Lloyd, Lloyd, we are the joke. Just keep going. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. 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 Stack was yeah. so right on. Yeah, he knew, no, great. he got it. He, knew, he, got, he got it, it totally. Yep. He, he, <laughs> Lloyd only half got it. In 1974, when we finished writing the first draft of the movie, We called up Stack's agent yeah. to see if he'd be in it for it with us. For us. Right. And what did the agent say? He said, "Is this a go picture?" And we said, "What's a go picture?" <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Call back when you get the money." Yeah. He said, "Oh." I remember, you know, that Stack uh, was offered a piece of the picture, a piece of the picture or another twenty grand, you know, and he took the other twenty grand. Oh. <laughs> Picked the wrong door. <laughs> well, he, no, he thought people wouldn't be that excited about laughing at him. That's me vomiting. No. Oh, that's right. That's you. Yeah, that's, 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 always, that's you doing yeah. the voiceover. Well, yeah. In fact, all the vomiting in the movie is Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I later parlayed that into. <laughs> this is my mother with brown hair. Oh, that's right. Oh. That's when she had brown hair. The man sitting next to me is a doctor. Sir? Excuse me, sir. I'm sorry I have to wake you. You were a doctor. I remember Leslie Nielsen, too, at the first rehearsal, was not quite, <laughs> did, did, did not quite have the cadence or get exactly what we were doing. And we had a, a we sent him home with a tape of, of the Zero guy from Hour. Zero, yeah. And, the, and the, oh. there was a doctor on the plane in Zero Hour, which, and, and <laughs> just to, to and, and explain, tried to explain to him what we were doing, the style. And as soon as he saw that, he took that home one night watched it and he got exactly what we were doing and from then on he was just a fish in water with with yeah. uh, the, all this this kind of comedy yeah this is the george kennedy part right, yeah, right. most of these guys no, weren't no, our it was first a, no. british, bridges, Hard was george bridges was part, yeah, yeah most of these guys were not the first choice we we went to i think we tried ephraim zimbalist for some things jack webb we had a meeting with jack we webb. always go to no, Charles actually we, when we wrote the script we were thinking of of uh, one of those tv doctors um uh, not ben ben casey yeah ben casey whoever that was uh, Vince, Vince, Edwards. Edwards. Vince, Edwards. Vince Edwards. And we yep. met with him, I think. Yep. I think, but he yeah. turned it. He no, went. he decided to do a TV movie instead. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's right, yeah. In retrospect, but, probably not wise. But, you know... Who knew? Yeah, we, Who knew? we, we lucked out because we ended up with all the right people. Yeah. <laughs> Despite our stupidity. And didn't somebody... somebody turn, some, some guys turned it down saying, I don't like their movies. Like, they, they hated Kentucky Pride movie. Didn't say the guy Jack Lord maybe? Well, you could hardly blame the... him. <laughs> <laughs> but to their credit, that's, that's and exactly. The, and the other guy was who was on the, the guy who was on Rat Patrol or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I don't lie. I will never appear in one of their movies. Interesting thing here is there's no coverage and there's no take two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we used to call this the mirror shot. Yeah, <laughs> two, looked... two, two white-haired guys. Yeah. 
But do you remember that? There was no coverage and there was no take two. We were so it's short because on the walls time. didn't move, actually. And there was, was nowhere else to put it. To well, put and the we were camera. so sure. The, the casting director could not understand why we wanted to cast Leslie Nielsen. So Leslie Nielsen is the guy you cast the night before. <laughs> this, this is, oh, this is the short pants era of flying. Was we we had to that was pretty elaborate gimbling the plane wasn't it John I, I don't think we give the plane I think we just shook the camera <laughs> yeah. this was really but you know it works it's uh, I mean, very effective for yes. what it is <laughs> it's, a, it's it's not exactly the perfect storm but what was it we had for dinner tonight well we had a choice steak fish yes yes I remember I had lasagna what did he have he had fish. Doctor, there are two more sick people, and the rest of the passengers are worried. They'll take care of the passengers. Find out what the two sick people had for dinner. This is Captain Over speaking. Been a little bumpy up here, but we'll be past it in a few minutes. Uh, a couple points of interest. We're now flying over Hoover Dam. Uh, it's time for another great story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm betting on one. Oh, the premiere. Yeah, that's yeah. okay. That was a disaster. <laughs> Chicago, this is flight 209er. We're in trouble. The premiere, uh, Michael Eisner insisted on do, having the premiere at uh, Paramount Studios. He didn't want to leave the studio for the premiere, so that's where we had it. I'm well, playing hiring those cars, you know. Yeah, and and they actually put the reels up out of order. And it was interesting. John, you're going to have to tell your reaction, but David and Jerry and I had three distinctly different reactions. I, because I was so nervous before the premiere, had gone out for a couple cocktails. <laughs> so, so all of a sudden, reel five comes up, and I start thinking, gosh, you know, this really steps along. We were worried about a, a pacing problem, but, you know, it's, look at it, it's really moving along. David? Well, I thought that the movie was getting such a, a low-level reaction that uh, I was glad for the excuse of well the rule the reels were mixed up of course of course it didn't work <laughs> so and so I was kind of relieved that there was a massive screw up and I ran back to the booth and s screamed at the projectionist like George C Scott in Hardcore take it off take it off and the projectionist actually said to you no no these are the right no these are right no I said it's the wrong reel it's the wrong reel and it was just at the shit hitting the fan he had put up that reel too soon and it was it would began with the shit hitting the fan so he took it off and then he said oh yes oh yes he found and so there's just we're sitting there waiting for five minutes you know for the they next to, reel they, they had to stop the stop the movie and put up the house lights and rethread the projector and, and so that's our oh, mother, mom yes yeah. uh, the famous everybody remembers that um and and uh so they he put up the right thing but then when he went when they got the movie started again when he then that reel was done he 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 put up the next reel, which started with shitting the fan. So everybody would come. Uh. And people came up and said, "Yeah, I think it was too much to having shit hit the fan twice." <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a funny joke, but yeah, that's right. Yeah. That. Oh, that was so maddening. Could, could have done with less shitting. He probably just cut one of them. This picture actually opened in Toronto and Buffalo. Um, was um, where it first opened on on uh, a Friday. And it, it just didn't do any business at all in Buffalo. 
And uh, then the following Wednesday, it opened in the rest of the country. And it um, did quite well. I, did we didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. If we had known no, it opened that. in Buffalo. I looked at the numbers. It's like <laughs> nobody went, you know. Well, I remember in St. Louis, the, the trailer was really good. And in St. Louis, there were two theaters, one where it opened gangbusters and one where it, it didn't do any business. And they attributed it to, the, the in, in one theater, they had played the trailer. Because that's before they did all this TV advertising and stuff. And the free dishes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stan and Terry no, were the names of our lawyers. Ken Toby. That's Kenneth Toby. Yeah. Yep, from The Thing. Do you remember we did this about 15 times? Because yeah, this was a tough master, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't remember a thing. Couldn't quite. He no. How about Mr. Rogers? That was like the 19th line we tried. To <laughs> See, we couldn't come uh, up with a funny line. How about? But Stephen sold it. It's just hanging there. I remember you guys were kind of worried about uh, how Steve Stucker was going to play in the style of the picture. So that many scenes were shot sort of so he could be eliminated from Yeah, but actually in the, the first time we previewed it, which was on the Paramount lot, uh, it was right after we had shown the picture to Eisner at his house. And his kids loved it. And Eisner, his first reaction, well, he loved it. And he said, uh, what, what are, where did we shoot this? What was the budget? He, he appeared not to really know the details of, you know, and then you explained it, well, we shot it for $3 million at Culver City Studios, blah, blah, blah. When are we going to release this? And Katzenberg tried to tell him when, I guess, and uh, and he says, well, uh, what are you going to what are you gonna do now? He said, well, we want to cut the picture now. We have, to, we have to recut it. He says, don't touch it. Don't do anything. It's perfect. And so he said, well, we've got to try it out, you know, get put it, put it out in front of some test audiences. And uh, so he said, well, you can't do that. We can't do that until the executives have seen it. And that's when we had that. They arranged that screening for like 20 of the 20 or 30 of the Paramount executives, but we felt that would be a dead screening. So we had them recruit audiences. But the guy, the recruiter, just brought people uh, off of Melrose Avenue who were in line to see uh, Happy Days in Laverne and Shirley. And I don't think a lot of them, I don't think, were. Spoke English. Spoke English, yeah. And so the picture, just the, the first half was like low you know, sparse laughs, and the second half was no laughs except for Stucker. He saved the second half, and so it, it really, it appeared that just the picture just flopped, and I remember uh, Don Simpson and Craig Baumgarten leaving the theater. They were Paramount, two, Paramount executives. Paramount executives. Yeah, two funny guys. And, and they, they looked at me and they said, well, that was uh, interesting. <laughs> and so we just thought the picture just, it's just gonna, it's just flopped. And uh, but I remember Katzenberg kind of scraping us off the cement outside, <laughs> saying, "Listen, you guys are going to get to work on it. You can cut it. You can continue to cut it. It's going to be great. Don't uh, you know? Don't worry about this. It's just one one audience and blah blah blah." So the next, I mean, the next day, I think we we listened to the tape which we yep, made. We recorded, and it. indeed, it did have laughs. They were just too tape far apart. Tape of the audience reaction. Yeah, tape of the audience. So we just realized we had to continue to cut it. I think we realized that releasing the movie at three hours in length was too <laughs> yeah, was probably the long excessive. This would be the first three-hour comedy. So then the next one, we, we, we recut it and took it to UC Davis, and yep. that was our first official preview. How'd and that go? It was great. That was great, yeah. <laughs> you should have been there. Yeah, I should. <laughs> I remember Harvard. We previewed it at Harvard, 
And and the kids at Harvard had this tradition where they won't kind of give you the satisfaction of laughing at a joke, so they would whistle. But nobody had advised us about that. Nobody had told us that that was the tradition. Ooh. And <laughs> Can we go into that? Yeah. It's like, uh, let me tell this Harvard story. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy, so you just keep talking. saying about the women at Harvard? <laughs> <laughs> Whistling at women in I don't Whistling know what you're talking <laughs> But in fact, they were. That was oh, their way of laughing. But we recorded on on audio tape. Um, the um, the screenings, and then they would take this tape back into the cutting room, and they would they would actually cut the picture to the audio tape of the screening. And uh, in case you wonder why some of it is so choppy, <laughs> yeah, or, or in case you thought we were artists, <laughs> we just cared about where the laughs were. It was pace, pace. This is the famous mirror scene. That yes, no, I don't know if anybody really got it, but. It didn't get a laugh, but it was bizarre. Yeah. He gets so excited. So we decided to take that concept and expand it into Top Secret. Not funny, full of bizarre. Full of bizarre. Just a lot jokes. Yeah. Mondo. How many times I've warned those people about food inspection? I see. You think that that's a mirror? Yeah. It looks like a mirror, doesn't it? Actually, just exactly. Not a mirror. Airlines. Oh, cheats and liars. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> there are a lot of meetings about Makes that. Makes me laugh. There were. Well, now that you've explained it, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> that for the first time. When they built those roads, they had no This is a fellow named Jesse Emmett, who used to be in our theater with us. Special Jeep up to the main road. In fact, we were lucky to even get a Jeep since just the day before. Only one that we had broke down. Bad accident. Excuse me, sir. Uh, there's been a little problem in the cockpit. The cockpit. Actually, that's not gasoline. He poured himself. It's actually just water. But didn't we paint this on screen? Yeah, we yeah. Forgot the explosion. To do an explosion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I flew in the war. But... This is. I think this is the one post-production effect that was added. Another twenty-five dollars down the drain. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the timing. It really did time out beautifully. Yeah, that match just... Right here, $25. <laughs> well spent, I think. I thought it was funny, you know? Yeah. But I don't think anybody... Oh, there's that St. Christopher's statue. Can you fly this plane and land it? I think Leslie's just brilliant here. I mean, there are whole scenes he when he doesn't answer. move a muscle. And don't call me Shirley. Now, there's a line coming up right out of Zero Hour. The lives of everybody on this plane depends on What flying experience have you had? Oh, I flew single-engine fighters in the Air Force, but this plane has four engines. Just in case you were worried, we bought the rights to Zero Hour. Yeah. Watch, watch how Bob's reaction gets the laugh all by himself. Besides, I haven't touched any kind of plane in six years. Oh, no, it's on Altogether that he does this great reaction. That was Altogether. Oh. <laughs> it's coming up, Jerry. Just, just wait. <laughs> Hear this? You'll see it. You'll see it. <laughs> um, we must have missed it. <laughs> There's a rule coming up here too. Oh yeah, ad absurdum. Yeah. Ad, yeah. 
That never quite did it, though. No. We thought this would be funny, just endlessly paying controls much further than you would ever go. But, but I, it, it must never... have gotten a laugh. because see, <laughs> You see, no cockpit would actually have this many controls, but where do you laugh? Oh, that was pretty funny. At which point? I don't think anybody ever... Big laugh. Do you want to explain who Howard Jarvis is? Because I don't think it's a big laugh now. Howard Jarvis wrote a tax initiative in California called Proposition 13. In the middle 70s? A very popular figure in the 70s. Yes. With California homeowners. Yeah. They have pictures of airplanes up on the wall. I want the kids in bed by night. I want the dog fed, the yard watered, and the gate locked. And get a note to the milkman. No more cheese. Where the hell's Kramer? Reveal picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Now we can't do that. <laughs> this is the uh, Howard Anderson Company. Uh, yeah. the, oh, yeah. Process. No, I was uh, Hansard. Hansard, yeah. Right. Nope. Didn't well, that one. Passengers <laughs> land that plane. Is that possible? Possible. It's hundred to one shot. Shot this before this the movie. Oh, that's Jim. You do? Who is it? Yeah, I feel you're an asshole. Yeah, I'm not the stuntman. <laughs> my job any easier tonight. That striker was a crack flight leader up to a point. One of those men who, let's just say, <laughs> this is a process. <laughs> we just speeded it up, I think. Yeah. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> just hope that doesn't happen tonight. Altitude, 24,000 feet. Remember the big discussion we had about whether he should loosen his tie? No, he said yes, no. Remember the big deal? Eisner came to the set. And then we did the focus groups. Tie loosened? Tie tie. We wound up doing it two ways. Big arguments with Patrick Kennedy. We tried to preview it. Finally, at UC Davis, they all whistled. This is this this line coming up is actually from Zero Hour. Mr. Stryker is the only hope we've got. No, that's wrong. <laughs> and notice the the lighting. The yeah, it got yeah. real dramatic. Yeah, Joe Byrock. Joe Byrock loved to do those shadows. Yeah. Was... In fact, that's what Joe Byrock did. It was all hard light. There was no bounce light, no soft light, just all direct hard light. Yeah. And it never took him more. I always thought, gee, it, 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 why, why does it take so long to make movies? Because he never spent more than 15 minutes lighting a shot. Mayday, what the hell is that? Mayday, why that? That little bit of stop motion animation was done by Bill Hedge. <laughs> I had forgotten that one. It's <laughs> sad anymore. I've got to get out of here. Some improvisation going here. This is, this is here. one of the first, one of the few things that we we added we on the set. We right, the yeah, basic joke right. was here, but then we added all the other stuff, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And when Leslie <laughs> Leslie nails her twice here, <laughs> Boom. just just for the sadistic, yeah, just one for the road. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, this is a movie that has almost no improvisation. So it's right. funny Jerry should yeah. mention that because uh, the script was shot religiously. Yeah. yeah, people always think the two misconceptions are Here's one Jim coming we've, up. We've, oh, yeah, yeah, wait a sec. We have to be quiet for Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Scientology. <laughs> Third misconception. Yeah. Look at Stack did that stunt himself. Yeah. Ooh. There's Jim. Wow. <laughs> Boy, he was young then. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, the two misconceptions are, are that uh, we, we do a lot of improv and just come up with stuff on the set, and the other is that we're stoned when we write it, neither of which is true. I know, but this guy doing the flying has no airline experience at all. He's a menace to himself and everything else in the air. Yes, birds too. Okay. <laughs> he didn't quite deliver that line. With the, he barely got it out, but it always worked. But now that's a case where the original line was from a, some one of those old flying movies. He'll be a menace to himself and everything else in the air. So what draft was this of the screenplay, guys? <laughs> there must have been. There were hundreds of drafts, and well, dozens anyway, maybe hundreds, and, and all they, typed. Yeah, in, in a day and age <laughs> where where there are no computers, and and not even really Xerox machines until later. Yeah, I remember this being about 30 drafts this picture. Yeah. yeah. The that was after you came in. <laughs> yeah, after I came in. And there yeah. was quite a bit before that. Now, when I came in, and the picture was called Kentucky Fried Airplane. Really? Uh, yes. Yeah. And we had so, offices at Culver Studios, and David was working. Uh, would We'd sit in the office, and we would uh, play uh, Rondex, which I guess right. you eventually <laughs> made into a movie, David. That's right. right. <laughs> which one? Jeez. That was when, when Don Steele no. was the head of uh, merchandising. Right. So we had a big merchandising meeting. And so uh, she <laughs> said, well, maybe you guys have some suggestions for merchandising for Airplane. So he said, well, we could uh, do Rondex. And so I said, what's that? Well, it's a game that we played. So we started playing Rondex. It just consisted of us shouting out bogus rules as we ran around the table and climbed up on the table and yelled Rondex. And they were trying to all figure out what, 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 the, game what was. the game was. Yeah. Be nice to the movie makers. All the confidence I can. Striker, give her phone a motor engine. This whole picture was shot on one soundstage. Every set yeah. was, was crammed into <laughs> one sort of medium-sized stage at Culver's Studios. You got it. Brought him into Lake Michigan. Lisa will avoid killing innocent people. And they didn't know we were there. No. Off the lot. That's right. Do you know, when we originally started working at Culver Studios, you can cut this out, too, uh, <laughs> it, was run, it was run by these people that really didn't want to get paid. What they really wanted was drugs. And so if you gave them drugs, you could, like, use their studio for whatever you wanted. And, uh, you know. I hadn't heard that. Oh, Look, at, here's another joke that we always thought was funny. Yeah. The audience really did great, laugh. That's great, though. But yeah, but we, was... just, that, we were hysterical. <laughs> the day we filmed that, we just thought that's the funniest joke in the movie. Well, and, the, and the watermelon, that was, you know, wrong. the spear. That's right. Nobody laughed at that either. But yeah, but it, it was, was, we left it in. We had a good time making this movie. It actually was fun. And it was so short. <laughs> Too bad we never saved that automatic pilot. Or just finally... Auto disintegrated, didn't it? Is that what happened? I think so. It was in Jerry's garage <laughs> for a long time. The cheap vinyl, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's his mom again. Yeah. Humiliating your mother. <laughs> and then, yeah. And our hundredth breast joke. 
<laughs> Actually, this movie is pretty clean considering how that we were in our 20s. <laughs> you know, this picture got criticized a lot when it came out for being uh, too rather, risque. Uh, yeah, too risque, too raunchy. Ooh. Boy, times have changed. Yeah. We actually had to cut some things to get a PG, didn't we? we weren't we? On this? This we, got we an R the first time in. Oh, really? Yeah, the first time yeah. we got an R. Do you remember what we cut? I think the rape scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's that's right. Right. <laughs> but we knew that would never go in the movie. Yeah. Hopefully <laughs> just shot it for two just, days. I just did that for our own. Here's the story. I just saw the black eyes again. The... the uh, when we went and played the movie in Germany, in Dusseldorf, I think, and they showed the black guys who were subtitled. The African-American gentlemen. The African-Americans who were subtitled. The, 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 the whole movie had been dubbed in German, and yet when that scene came on, the audience laughed as hard as they did in the United States, and a lot of these jokes didn't translate. A lot of the puns just don't translate to, an, to another language. But yet when the, when the black guys came on, that, that joke transferred, and we asked what, why the audience would laugh at that, and they said, well, what we had done is we had dubbed them in Bavarian. <laughs> so it was that a so, southern German dialect. I right. Guess. And so, so that joke translated. And the moral of the story, I guess, is if you're going to make a movie that's going to be shown around the world, it's a good idea to help with the translations, especially a comedy. This picture actually played very well for us. Yeah. Now, you, did you notice the, the vulture on the... No, that, I never noticed that. That gag was just having to pass by. Well, Jim was droning on with, with <laughs> his story. <laughs> but, but you know, that was one of the, like, the 19 Another black gag story. <laughs> <laughs> Comes to mind. I remember <laughs> doing the casting session. And wait a minute, a moment for Barbara Billingsley. Yeah. yeah. That's right. She was the sweetest. You know, that special effect of Leslie's nose growing, we, we just, all we did was we took a broom handle and we painted it. It was so cheap. <laughs> Everything was cheap in this picture. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, we were such fans of, the, of Leave it to Beaver that, you know, when we had our theater on Pico, the most exciting night, you know, early on was when Lumpy showed up. <laughs> I remember when I met you, I thought you were the Cleavers, as a matter of fact. <laughs> I think I was more excited to meet Barbara Billingsley than anything. Yeah, that was what well, I also got to meet. Uh, she was very nice. She was yeah. really nice. She was a real mom, you know, sweet. We tried to get uh, Jerry Mathers and and the Eddie Haskell guy for uh, Kentucky Fried Movie. And what happened? And we, well, I, Beaver wanted too much money, I guess, and Eddie didn't show up. <laughs> we, actually, we were expecting him on the day in the courtroom. This was but the most dangerous. What, what, does it say about, what does it say about doing commentary when you start talking about the other movies? Yeah. This was a tough one to, yeah. Yeah. to yeah. get this horse yeah. to lie down was uh, yeah. quite a chore. I remember there was a similar scene in Kentucky Fried Movie. When we... <laughs> Actually, didn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't when we first, the original version of... The Late Show or whatever that was of, of Airplane. Didn't we want Beaver to fly the plane down or something? Yeah, oh yeah, it was the whole thing. It was, yeah, Beaver and Wally were going to fly the plane. That was one incarnation. We yeah. were, we were little, <laughs> you get the idea, we were a little fixated on that show. It was, just, it was kind of primal, that was this show. Yeah. Getting that horse under the bed was a big deal. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty amazing that they got that horse to lie down. Well, and did he raise his head right at the right time? Hello? 
We well, here's an old Dodger reference. Now mm -hmm. owned by Fox, I guess you'll have to cut this out, huh? <laughs> That's Jonathan Banks who became the villain in all of Beverly Hills cop movies. Two more minutes. Particularly miles, of course. That's impossible. They're on instruments. Well, this is another up. one uh, of the, uh, the 25 <laughs> jokes that couldn't uh, work. It's going to be a real sweat. Gunderson, let me know when you get anything. Get a cigarette, Nels? <laughs> <laughs> Every time we wanted to stand <laughs> on stage, he said, Got a cigarette, Nels? <laughs> and he'd walk away. Yeah. <laughs> there were, in fact, there was no Nels at all. Yeah. <laughs> but that, I think that was a reference to Zero Hour. Right. They had a character. There's Len Mui. Look out, another pun. Uh, half an hour, maybe 45 minutes. Who's flying the plane? One of the passengers. But he's an experienced Air Force pilot, a flew during the war, so there's no cause for alarm. Henshaw, take over. What kind of plane is it? Oh, it's a big, pretty white plane with red stripes. When we used to have our theater on Pico Boulevard, this fellow, Stephen Stucker, was in our theater group with us. We, we, we called him up with a lot of the, uh, the straight lines, and he supplied the... Punchline. The punchlines, and so that's what you see in the movie. He's really the only one that could write for himself. Yeah. Oh, now this is... Oh, and the last picture is of Howard's grandson. Howard Koch's, Howard W. Koch's grandson. Billy Koch. He's now a grandfather who's, himself. Who's, yeah. <laughs> he's... You had to correct yourself and put in the W, because Howard always wanted to be Howard W. Koch, because... Didn't want to be confused with a communist. So Howard Koch. Casablanca. Yeah. Yeah. Casablanca. Was that why? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a big deal in that family because you know Howard Koch Jr. now is Hawk. Yep. They're big on their names. Well, here's an old reference. Yeah. At the end of 60 Minutes, there used to be a debate called <laughs> Point Counterpoint. Point Counterpoint. Yeah. In fact, didn't we use this, those two for? Uh, in Kentucky Fried Movie, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is our this, only drug joke. Yeah, this they probably tried to cut out the ratings board. Would you like a little whiskey, man? Certainly not. Did we have to alter the film when we when we, it was rated R? Did we take we, anything we, out? Yeah, I something think we had to do cut something. But that was PG, huh? How are the passengers doing? Yeah, but you know, in the back back at the end of the seventies, uh, you know, it wasn't uh, wasn't quite the deal it is today. Yeah. yeah, I'm doing everything I can. And stop calling me Shirley. This is the first thing we shot on the first day. <laughs> that that shot yeah. of, of Leslie walking out and saying, "Don't call me Shirley." And that's when they got what the movie was that's about. A, yeah, because Paramount didn't really understand the movie until then. They, they that's Jim the, again. <laughs> it's just nobody can quite do it no. as well as Jim. Well, thank you. Bring in the lefty. Jim came in through heat. Are you all right? Oh, Dr. Rebecca. 
I'm scared. The Rumacs were our next-door neighbors in Milwaukee. You know, you never uh, know it by looking wow. at them now, but at Paramount, they were always known as the boys. And everybody at Paramount called them the boys. Z-A-Z. Pretty soon. How are you bearing up? Well, to be honest, I've never been so scared. But at least I have a husband. <laughs> You're not supposed to sit here and laugh. Oh, I worked like a charm every time. Did it? Yeah, did it? it was I don't a great that's a big joke. Laugh, yeah. but I no, it was. Yeah, it was. That was, was at 26 yeah. and not married. Nicely staged. Yeah, just like... Uh, how Bartlett staged it in Zero Hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, we, you know, did a few shots in our own. Yeah. <laughs> what war did we think this was? It's <laughs> 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 whatever it's done. Just the war. The yeah, war. it was the war. <laughs> you have to decide. This was <laughs> Charlie <laughs> Bluedorn's favorite scene. And Charlie Bluedorn was? He was the uh, head of Golf and Western at the time. He owned the studio, along with about 20 other companies. And sugar plantations. Yeah. They said it's Charlie Bluton used to make more money just on the phone trading sugar futures than, than all of Paramount. And each morning he would call up Eisner and Diller and yell at them and tell them that. <laughs> Did you ever meet him? Yeah. <laughs> Was that a lead-in? Yeah, Yeah, go ahead and tell a story. Nothing else has gone on. We were were in Deauville, I think, doing press after the the movie opened. And I think at that time, they were... Paramount wanted to sign... I guess they had neglected to make a a multi-picture deal with us, so they wanted to sign us up for another picture. And uh, I think we were kind of holding out for a little more money, and so... We met. Uh, we went out to lunch in Deauville with uh, Barry Diller, Michael Eisner. I think Katzenberg was there, and Blue Dorn. And they they brought us in to meet Blue Dorn. Henry Kissinger was on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where we met Charlie. No, we we just we. I think when we met him. We said uh, we wanted to. He he said, well, why don't you sign? Why don't? Why haven't you signed up yet for another for another picture? And uh, and I think we said immediately, well, we we just don't want to deal with these middlemen, referring to Eisner and Diller. We want to go right to the top. And he laughed. He thought that was great. And and then we sat down and had lunch. And he told us about he was telling this, giving us this, this whole speech about loyalty, how we should be loyal to the studio that brung us, I guess. And uh, told us uh, it was about who was the guy at. At MGM, who was convicted Beagle? of Beagleman, he told a story about David Beagleman, how he was disloyal. <laughs> the story, and it reminded me of Kentucky Fried Movie, because in that movie, there were, this was one of those scenes. Sorry, I asked. Yeah, no, Jerry's pouring gasoline on himself. I'm just hanging myself. Oh God! And then I remember in third grade, I was, well, this, then you won't get to hear the punchline. Oh, we tell the punchline. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, well now they have to read my book. <laughs> if you want to hear the punchline, write to David Sucker. Care of. Care of Paramount Pictures. I don't think I work there anymore. And win just one zipper. I don't know where I'll be. Newt Rockney. 
This is one of those scenes that we just added because they told us when we got to the studio that you you had to have a point at the you know at the end of the second act where the 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 hero chickens out and then somebody talks him into going back and being the hero. And so we said, okay, we'll do that. <laughs> We're malleable. We said, all right. It's kind of a stiff thing, but I guess you got to do it because it's, it's a movie. Listen to me, Kramer. Dr. Rumack says the sick people are in critical I think this is... This is coming up with this, this scene that's stacked, the John Biner imitation. Landing like this means you more than anybody. I'm ordering you to stay up there. No dice, Chicago. I'm giving the orders and we're coming in. I guess the foot's on the other hand now, isn't it, Kramer? He's very good at doing that. He'll never make it this soup, never. Not one chance in a million. I know, I know. But it's his ship now, his command. He's in charge. The boss, head man, top dog. Big cheese, a head honcho. Captain, number, look at this. So Jerry had to show Robert Stack how to do that. <laughs> Airline negligence. There's a sale at Penny's. All right, I'll need three men up in the tower. You, Nubar, you must see us. Me, John, big tree. Stand by, Stryker. We're going to the tower. Most of the names of these guys were people that we went to high school with. The tower? The tower? They all sued later. <laughs> yeah. Stewardess, how soon do we land? Oh, it won't be long now. Try not to worry. This is a personal favorite. <laughs> Try not to worry. Needless to say, this picture only had one airplane sale in uh, in the entire world. It's uh, Aero Mexico actually bought this picture to run on, a, yes, on an airplane. No other airline ever bought it. <laughs> <laughs> they did, huh? <laughs> oh. Oh, God. oh, terrible. You know what's coming up here? <laughs> See? You had to have them yeah, smell it. Back in uh, 1980, just, that was really you know, true. The first joke they cut. Now, there's a chance that we can save them if Stryker can get that plane down in time. That isn't much of a chance, is it? I don't know, Lynn. I don't know. But we're doing everything we can now. Excuse me, huh? Where did you get that dress? It's awful. And those shoes and that coat. Jeez. <laughs> this picture opened up on the 4th of July weekend. That's what, uh... In 700 theaters, which was a lot of theaters. Was it really July 4th weekend? Yeah, it was July, July, yeah. July 2nd. In just 700 theaters? In seven, that was a lot of theaters. Then. In those days. And uh, it broke the house record of the Bruin. In fact, in the, uh, the first two days of the picture actually covered the cost of making the picture. The first two days, first days of exhibition. So they were happy. Yeah. Blue Dorn was especially happy. <laughs> I remember he get, he told us about loyalty. <laughs> there used to be an Air Poland um, scene oh, in there right. with uh, Jose Feliciano and a uh, who was blind, and with his guide dog uh, flying Air Poland. And when that uh, came out in the press, there was such uh, well, we got a call from the such Polish a lot of complaints anti-defamation league. Yep. Yeah, but subsequently, I know I've seen Ray Charles flying an airplane as a joke in a movie. 
This got applause. Yeah. Watch your attitude, Sprague. You're too erratic. You can't come straight in. It was kind of the end of disco then. For two hours of flying. I'll take it, Elaine. Listen to me, Kramer. We have people up here who will die in less than an hour, let alone two. I may bend your precious airplane, but I'll get it down. <laughs> Anybody heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> <laughs> not recently. Yeah, not recently. Not for the last <laughs> half hour. Uh, okay, guy walks into a. <laughs> If this picture was any longer, there'd be complete silence. I wanted you to know, now, I'm very proud. We're going to leave a space here for you to <laughs> supply your own commentary. Did you go out with her? The gear is down, and we're Jerry? <laughs> Who are you talking to? All right, he's on fire. That was just to the room. Put on all runway lights except Niner. Captain, uh, maybe we ought to turn on the searchlights now. Well, this we, this was on the set. We made this up. <laughs> I just want to tell you both good luck. We're all counting on you. All right, now just listen carefully. You should be able to see the runway at 300 feet. <sighs> <laughs> Okay, guys, I have a massage scheduled, <laughs> so I gotta... It's okay, you can go away and come back. Nobody will know. <laughs> that doesn't stop you. The first time my kids saw this movie, they they, they just sat and watched it, and they were just into the drama. They had no idea it was a comedy. <laughs> just, just what's going to happen to play? Will it get down? Are they going to be okay? <laughs> That's, that's, Jim, a, that's Jim doing the dog's voice. <laughs> they actually let us shoot at LAX. We actually got got to go out in the runway thanks to TWA. And uh, they don't do that anymore, know, do they? No, not they after don't? this picture. No. <laughs> Did we? Were they unhappy with us? <laughs> not not you personally. Oh. Just the film. They were. Hmm. No, I don't think so. No, I but, think but so. I they think were very nice. They, they were, were very really nice, great. and I think it's probably very difficult to actually yeah. do do that yeah. today. We're, I remember yeah. shooting out on Aviation Boulevard. Yep. A lot of these shots. Too fast. I know, I know. We were actually on the runway, too, at LAX. That's right. Below 700 now, still going down. There was no such thing as second unit. Yeah, on this one, yeah, there, we did everything. Sound your alarm bell, now! All right, now, everybody, get in crash position. Actually, I was looking through the cost report, and there was a, a thing for special shooting units, and they spent $15,000, so... <laughs> so <laughs> there must have been something, yeah, you know? It might have been the background plate for... for oh, yeah. Now, why don't you tell them how you did that? Oh, yeah, we hung uh, the Lloyd upside, upside down, down oh. and turned the camera upside down, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Lloyd was pretty great. He could hang upside down for a really long time, more than I in those days certainly could. Yeah. Well, that was that was some stock footage that we were existing. The well, runway lights just went out. We yeah, found. you know, actually, the stock footage was all purchased from Universal for uh, practically nothing. And uh, <laughs> when they, when they discovered it. Yeah. that it was now in this hit movie, uh, they were really furious. <laughs> and in fact, uh, I think uh, never never did that again. 
you know. These are all the plates from but the, uh, this we shot airplane. in a helicopter. Yes, oh, that's that. right. Yeah. Yep. It was like, uh, and also they they use the uh, the plane going through the glass in some other movie, I think. And uh, when Howard discovered it, we got he discovered that some Paramount lawyer had given it away for nothing. This would probably be a good time to say that we had nothing to do with Airplane 2. Oh. That's right. That's actually yeah. a story, too. Boy, they wanted you to do that movie. They just were relentless in their pursuit of you to do that picture. They really want us to do a sequel. And I think we all felt we had just done every airport airplane joke we could think of. I mean, we had scoured every old flying movie and just had for years been thinking up all these airplane jokes and we just thought there can't be we can't think of 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 anymore and so we just and also i think it kind of it sort of bored us to go back and do the same thing twice so we just didn't really feel like it and at the time i think we didn't realize how much money we could have actually made <laughs> so they went ahead and did it really, without us and, and to this day none of us have ever seen it we never could bring ourselves to see it Even the miniatures were shot right there at Culver City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On, a, on a stage there, stage seven. Mike Finnell. Yep. Generally in charge of a lot uh, of things. Remember some guy got hurt doing that. Oh, really? The, the yeah, he broke his nose. Oh, yeah. oh really? Yeah. So we felt bad and we paid him. That's a good thing. The only stu- stunt adjustment in the movie. Hmm. But it was worth it. It was a great joke. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a wonderful joke. Stryker, you all right? Yeah. We're okay. Ted, that was probably the lousiest landing in the history of this airport. This is straight out of zero hours, isn't it? Right. Here, particularly me. I'd like to buy you a drink and shake your hand. Give the audience a little satisfaction there. This is a sense of droning on here. <laughs> I think that shot was right out of zero or two. Yeah, camera panning down. Yeah. Okay. All right. Have a nice day. Have a nice day. Thank you for flying Transamerica. <laughs> <laughs> I think she improvised that. Christmas, Ted. What does that mean to you? To me, it was a living hell. This always made us laugh hard. I don't know that this Stack got the biggest drawing. laugh in the theater, but I think the three of us always. Of course you don't. No one does. That never happens. Sorry, Ted, it's a dumb question. Skip that. <laughs> that never happens. That's all we had of the plane, by the way. That was just the oh, entire no, piece that's of it. The other, yeah. Yeah. That's that's no more of it. Why we're not getting yeah. any wider. <laughs> That was that's what's done on the stage, right? That was done. Why yeah. didn't we do that out on the runway? I guess because you know, I think we had the runway for like three hours or something. Oh, so, yeah, uh, or half a night. It's an interesting movie, Kiss. Yeah. Elmer giving it his all there. Listen to this chorus, though, screech.
<laughs> that makes me laugh. That it was actually hard for them to do because they all have such perfect pitch. These singers. Trans-American actually is a real airline, but it's a cargo airline. So, yeah. So we could do it. They gave us the rights. Thank okay. you, Trans-American. That was suggested by a grip, I think, that last yeah. joke. Yeah, the last gag, yeah. And we filmed that when we were doing regular production? Yeah. Hmm. Well... Our apologies for the second half of this. Uh, <laughs> uh, they started this too late, kinda, you know. If we'd done it in the morning, I know. Okay. Okay. It's an thing. We kind of petered out, but we'll call uh, Paramount and have them let us redo it. Yeah. Or why don't we just bring in and see if we can get Jay Leno in here or something like that, or Don Rickles? And so you do need comedians. So yeah. yeah. It, it reminds when we used to do press interviews together. You'd always, we'd walk into a room and you could see the look in these guys' eyes like, wow, I'm going to spend, a, you know, some time now with the, the zany, wonderful, funny guys. <laughs> and then you could kind of see the disappointment <laughs> into their faces. They're, God, they're actually boring. We, <laughs> they, we never failed. They have failed. nothing to say. <laughs> <laughs> we never failed to bore people. We just, one, well, the worst was doing interviews, too, with the yeah, press. Yeah. Because... You know, it was the same questions over and over again. It was like Russian roulette. We would just say, who, because they'd ask a question and nobody would answer. And whoever couldn't stand the silence, the, you know, finally had to speak up. Yeah. One, one uh, writer wrote about uh, one of us being a master of the hangdog expression. <laughs> <laughs> we finally had to, in order to have some fun, we finally had a contest to see who could get the biggest lie in print. That's what we made up trying. skeet surfing. Yeah. There's Hunt Lowry, he works all the so. time. <laughs> Unlike the rest of us. Yeah. <laughs> Hunt's still funny. Yeah. Yeah. One career that wasn't destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's because he has the most expensive taste. Yeah. He's got to keep working. <laughs> he still buys all that expensive wine. Yeah. Should have had some over here when we started this thing. <laughs> Might help. Where is Hunt when you need him? Do we have funny end credits at the end of uh, a Kentucky Fried Movie? Well, a clown's army. I mean, where we we oh, yeah. every name. Thanks for Kim jo Kim Jorgensen sent me the script, so I'll be eternally grateful. Is that how we met? Yeah. Oh, says, all, all right. right. Got to call John. Susan Davidson. Arnold. She's a big producer now. That's right. Gretchen Rennell, I think, moved to Ojai. Wasn't this the start of actually doing intentionally silly credits sometimes? Oh, oh, he's back I think yeah. he's still alive. Remember him? Oh, he really? was about yeah. 75 years yeah, old. So I, and and I hired him because he did Attack of the Crab Monsters. Yeah. And he used to sit there and do the crossword puzzle all day. And mm -hmm. you knew he wasn't going to get in the way. Yeah. And he would say, you know, he'd say, I don't know why you worry. It's going to take as long as it takes and cost whatever it costs. <laughs> <laughs> so we did do some jokes in the credits here. They, we had uh, Mike Fennell's credit. Right. And, 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 and John's joke was the space for rent, or isn't it? Or your name could go here or something? 
Oh, all oh, the have two cities. There I have you no go. Recollection. Yeah. You did a joke. Yeah, we had to make the credits so really long because the picture is quite short. Yeah. yeah. It's an unusually slow crawl. There's Ron Smith. He's with us today. There's Nancy Kakuzo. Well, I remember they were really upset about this copyright Oh, this was right. Yes. So there. The FBI got in touch with him then. Yeah, no, they called me. Yeah, they, yeah. they called pissed. you. Yeah, yeah. Jack so Valenti, you know. And, and and it's like they were going to recall the movie? Yeah, but they'd already made the prints and they couldn't do it. It's too late, yeah. They felt we were mocking them. <laughs> and we were. <sighs> wow. <laughs> Glad that's over. Well, uh, yeah. Can we go home now? Good God. I hope so. <laughs> Thank you. I can't believe